Welcome to the first episode of the Leading in Legacy podcast from the Concordia St. Paul Alumni Association. I'm your host, Billy Schultz, the Assistant Director of Alumni Relations here at Concordia St. Paul, and we're really excited to kick off this podcast today. Our podcast is intended uh, to give you stories and news and ideas, resources um, as CSP alumni and members of the CSP community, and we're just really excited uh, to launch this podcast today. Uh, today is Concordia's birthday, uh, Founders Day. Uh, Concordia was founded September 13th, 1893, uh, when its first students uh, attended classes at what used to be Zion Lutheran Church near downtown St. Paul. And um, we're just really excited to celebrate this new uh, season in alumni relations with a podcast for you. Uh, so we're going to introduce ourselves today as the alumni relations staff. I am, again, Billy Schultz, the assistant director of alumni relations. I've been at Concordia St. Paul uh, in this role for about a year. And uh, joining me today is our director of alumni relations, Rhonda Palmersheim. Hello, how are you? Good. It's good to have you here today. It's really exciting. Um, this is the first time you've been on a podcast, so it's a yes. kind of a big big experience. It's a little, a little overwhelming, a little nerve-wracking. But yeah, it'll be great. I'm excited for this opportunity. Excellent. So we're just going to talk about ourselves for a little bit. Uh, both of us are CSP alumni and uh, love this university. We still work here after being students. Um, so I'm just going to introduce myself a little bit, tell my story of CSP, and then Rhonda, you can uh, tell your story if that sounds good. Sounds great. So I uh, first became aware of CSP uh, when I was in high school. I started getting mail from Concordia St. Paul. Um, you know, little magazines, brochure type things that talked about the, the university and some of the programs. Um, at the time, I was really interested in uh, pre-pastoral studies and uh, was obviously then considering a Concordia. Um, my sister had gone briefly to Concordia, Chicago, and my dad had gone there. Um, so I was aware of that school. Um, my sister also checked out Concordia Mequon, and so I toured that with her uh, a couple years before I was making my college decision. Uh, but then Concordia St. Paul was on my radar, and I really wanted to check out the school. Um, and so my senior year of, of high school, uh, during I think it was Columbus Day weekend, came up here, um, got to drive into St. Paul, and just was like, wow, this is a really cool city. Um, I grew up in the Chicago area, so I was familiar with city life and, and really excited about the urban location here. But there's in instantly just a draw to St. Paul, I think, as soon as I drove in here. It's just, you know, a small city, but yet a city uh, with a lot of things happening. And uh, so I had my tour on campus. I uh, don't remember much of actually that tour, but I do remember meeting with Dr. Rich Carter um, who was a theology professor at the time. He's now since retired. But uh, just remember talking with him about this campus and, and the spiritual life on campus, the theology classes, and the things that I, as a pre-pastoral perspective student, was really excited about. Um, there's a moment when him and I were talking. We were standing outside of the administration building uh, where the Luther statue used to be before it was moved to Hamlin Avenue. And he stood there uh, talking about how, you know, the school being founded in, in the LCMS and founded on Lutheran theology 
um, how Luther's theology pointed us to Jesus. And so then he pointed to the statue that we used to call the naked people statue. It's called uh, Crown Column uh, outside of the chapel. Um, but it's, it's a statue of Adam and Eve being held up by Jesus on the cross and just how um, that fall into sin is redeemed by Christ. Um, and so he's saying that Luther's theology points to Jesus. And then he pointed me from there to look at uh, skyline towers across the freeway from main campus, um, saying that it points us to the world. Um, it's a building that, that a lot of immigrants live in and, and just how cool it is to be in a location where the world is coming to Minnesota. And, and for me, as this high school student, that was just like really eager. It was like this moment of like, wow, I'm excited. Um, and then I sat in on one of his theology classes later that day and uh, just was like, yeah, this is where I want to go to school. There's so much good stuff happening here. Um, I can really grow my faith and my knowledge of scripture and theology. Uh, so I, it was a no-brainer for me to come to school here. Um, and I'd gone to a, a large public high school where I was one of 2,800 students and just kind of a, a number, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I had my limited things I was involved with, but I was really excited to come to a small school because, you know, it's, it's way different when you're, you know, one of maybe 10, 15, 20 people in a classroom versus sometimes up to 40 kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have the opportunity to get to know your professors and really learn from them in a really meaningful way. Um, so I was just excited for that opportunity and, and it really opened the door coming here, um, getting involved with so many different things on campus. Um, my first year I got involved with the small group ministry and campus ministry and had some leadership opportunities there. Um, and then from there just dove into the student Senate world. Uh, my, so my end of my freshman year, I applied to be on the Concordia activities board and, um, was accepted onto that, which then led me to um, doing that for a year and then student senate where I ended up getting to be student body president my senior year which was an experience I couldn't have dreamed of as the shy high school kid but yet I had the opportunity to mm -hmm. to do that here at Concordia and um, got to be involved with uh, the student-led worship ministry which was called Fish at the time now it's called 908 um, and be a leader and a musician in that and just really um, get to explore a lot of my gifts and talents that I hadn't really gotten the opportunity to prior to coming to Concordia. So it was just a really awesome experience as a student. Um, I had gone back and forth um, toward, let's see, it was the beginning of my sophomore year. I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do pre-seminary anymore. Um, I had had a lot of great classes and great experiences, even taking Greek as a freshman. It was kind of intimidating, but I learned a lot. Um, but I was like, oh, I don't know, DCE ministry seems like maybe more what God's calling me to. So I switched over to DCE, started taking some DCE classes, got into junior year, which is the pre-internship year, and uh, did a semester of field work at a local congregation and was like, uh, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. <laughs> um, so I went back to pre-seminary and started thinking about, okay, I should start getting ready for seminary. And I never took Hebrew, but I was, you know, kind of brushing up on some of my Greek senior year. Uh, and then took an opportunity to tour Concordia Seminary in St. Louis uh, my senior year and was like, I don't think I want to attend seminary. 
I was just feeling like another four years of school was going to be overwhelming. And I wasn't sure if the gifts that I had that I had been exploring were lending themselves to what your typical pastor would be doing in a parish setting. So I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life now. But I had the opportunity then to stay at CSP and work in campus ministry for two years after graduating in uh, the spring of 2008. And so that was just a really cool experience for me uh, to be then uh, still working and in part of the student life and atmosphere, but yet be a staff member Mm -hmm. and be able to use some of my gifts in that ministry setting. Um, I also had the opportunity then to uh, work on my master's in organizational management, which was really awesome and uh, just really grateful for all the experiences that I had at CSP uh, to launch me into my career, um, which from CSP going into the nonprofit world, working in volunteer management and fundraising and communications uh, for a few years, and then having this opportunity come up and come back home to CSP, uh, it was just super fun. Um, it's been such a significant part of my life and my growth as a person. Um, and so to be able to come back now and work with faculty, staff, students, and alumni, um, it's just really exciting to be in my role here. Uh, so as assistant director, uh, I tend to work a lot in the digital space. So this podcast is a really exciting part of that, uh, working on our website, our social media, uh, email marketing, event marketing, um, such a wide variety of things. Our uh, alumni stories and features that we produce are part of a broader project to pull together campus partners and uh, tell the stories and be able to have resources there to uh, encourage prospective students or current students in their uh, exploration of careers and life, um, and then encourage our alumni and hearing what their fellow CSP alumni are doing. So mm-hmm. it's just really fun to be back here and and uh, it's the beginning of the school year, the semester. Uh, there's just a lot of excitement on campus, and uh, it's really fun to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you a part of it. Um, and I speak personally, but at the university, too. Uh, we always have this joke around campus that if somebody leaves to explore another career, it's like, you'll come back. You'll be back. We can't hold a spot for you, but I'm sure there'll be a place for you when you're ready to come back. So it's good to have you back, and I'm so appreciative of the role that you've taken on Um And, you know, when I listen to your story and I listen to the stories of so many of our other alumni, it really is one of the best parts of what we do is listening to stories. And you find more in common than you find different. Um, And just listening, I'm like, oh, I was on Student Senate too. And, oh, I remember that. And um, But our stories couldn't be more different, I think, too, about how we arrived at Concordia. Um, So I grew up about 20 miles from campus. Um, I've lived in this area for the most part my entire life. Um, I knew of Concordia based on the people from my church. I had a great DCE. Um, I had great pastor role models. Um, and those people kind of led me to Concordia in a roundabout way um, as a senior in high school. And this, folks, was a long time ago. I mean, Billy's got this recent history, and a lot of my history I can't remember because it was so long ago. But I am a proud alumna of the class of 1988. Um, I have a ma- major in psychology. Um, but right out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do or be. I didn't have any um, sense of vocation at that time. And um, just my DCE planting this, you would be a great DCE in my in the back of my head. And as I started looking at colleges, I, I made one campus visit to a, a, a major university in another state and drove into that campus in about five minutes. And I'm like, can we leave? Because this totally is not right for me. <laughs> um, and as we approached the, sp- you know, the spring and the summer of my senior year, 
I had no idea. And I'm like, well, my dad was like, well, you kind of have to go to college or move out and find a job. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll find a college. Um, and just CSP was just in the back of my brain. And, and I ended up here and um, it was a great four years. My goddaughter just left for college. And I said, you're entering the best years of your life. And I truly believe college just has this hold of people and they really transform, they have the opportunity to transform people and really give them that sense of vocation. Um, but as a student here, um, like I said, I was a psychology major, which was a very, a very infant program at that time. And Dr. Bredehoft was uh, my advisor as he was with any other psychology major on this campus. He was our primary faculty member. Um, the one research class I had to take at the U of M was so daunting. Um, and yeah, I got through it and that was great. And I moved on. Um, but, uh, as a psychology major, I didn't have a ton of other students that were doing the same programs that I was doing. Um, I, I was involved, um, you know, one of the major differences I listened to you and all the spiritual growth that you had and all the, um, participation in this, in the spiritual life of activities on campus. And I have to admit that was not where I was spending most of my time. Um, I did a lot of intramural programs and I was a part of student government. I was a resident assistant at the time for one year. Um, but really just spent time making lifelong friends and, and getting through college, right. Getting that degree. Um, when I left Concordia, I worked in retail management for about a year and a half was approached, um, to take a job. Uh, to interview for a job here at Concordia in admission. And I loved every minute of my admission work. I worked in admission here uh, for a couple years. Then I worked in admission at Concordia Chicago, which at that time was Concordia River Forest, for five years, then came back to Concordia St. Paul and put in another five years or so in admission at the time. Um, then I took five years off, um, adopted two boys, uh, from Korea. And then I came back to Concordian alumni relations in 2008. So I've been back in this role for 11 years already, which is crazy. Um, but I currently serve as director of alumni relations here at Concordia. Um, and my primary roles are non-digital related. <laughs> That was one of the blessings of having Billy here is that I could turn all of that digital stuff over. Um, I learn, I try, right? I'm mm -hmm. experiencing this for the first time, this whole thing of podcast, the life of a podcast. Um, but primarily I oversee, um, the budgeting and strategic planning. I do all, I shouldn't say all, I do the majority of face-to-face -face engagement opportunities that we have. I collaborate with different uh, campus entities um, and we both work with our alumni advisory council. Um, so yeah, there's some great things happening here and it's, it's a blessing to be here. Concordia is my home. Mm -hmm. This is home to me. Um, I get really emotional when I talk about it. People say, what's so special about Concordia? Why have you been here for so long? And um, it's always hard to really put specifically what it is about Concordia, but it's its people. It's it's just the ambiance. It's the energy that's here. Um, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I wake up every morning excited to come to work, um, really proud of what we do for our alumni um, and just that opportunity to continue working to, you know, increase the value of the degree that someone has received from Concordia St. Paul so that it really can enable them to do really great things. Yeah, for sure. We had an event last week, uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was, with uh, some faculty and staff together talking about like the magic of Concordia and how right. it's really a family. Like there's an atmosphere here that, you know, you wish that like every student could experience you know there's so many students and alumni who have 
not been on campus because their programs are online. Right. And so um, we hope that in some of these digital things too, we can kind of capture the magic and the spirit that that makes CSP unique. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun, uh, certain experiences talking with alums who are, are graduates who have come to our new alumni receptions, um, who that's their first time coming onto right. campus. Yeah. I talked with a couple from Colorado, um, at the spring commencement mm-hmm. and they had come, they had left their house in Colorado at like two 30 in the morning to fly into Minneapolis to come to commencement and how important that was for them and how grateful they were for the opportunity to be at a reception and just to be celebrated. But they're like, this campus is so great. This university is so great. Right. We're glad we came because we get to see what it's like, the, the on-campus experience and meet yep. some of the people and, yeah. and just really enjoy that. So it's really cool. And, and yeah, we hope that as we embrace the, these digital platforms more that we can kind of capture what makes CSP yeah. special, the people, the stories, the experiences, the mm-hmm. events, everything that makes this university what it is. Right. Really try to capture that for people to hear and see and experience yeah. that. And I think an energy really too, when we look at the different events that we host on campus and the ones that we that we do remotely, when we travel to areas of the country and host reception, receptions there as well, it is really just an energy that flows from the people and how excited they are to talk to one another. The The interesting thing about the new alumni receptions, um, as well as our alumni advisory council, when we um, have have the opportunity to engage with our online students through that platform as well, um, when they can come to campus and just see and interact with their faculty that they've had in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really sense that there's a, a genuine caring for them and for this place. So, yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Super exciting. So we have a lot of awesome things that we're working on this year. Yes. Um, as we, as we kick off, uh, again, the new school year and everything, mm-hmm. um, today's founders day. Yes. So we're celebrating with root beer floats and other soda floats, uh, for students and faculty and staff and alumni um, in in our Pearson Commons, yeah. uh, which is a, a great gathering place on campus and yeah. just a it, great way to celebrate Concordia. Yeah, and it's kind of a neat tradition. Um, gosh, I don't even know how far back it goes, probably 10 years or so that we've been doing this. Um, and it's great to see our international students. They kind of come up to the table and they're like, what is this? And we're like, well, they're root beer floats. And they have no idea. They've never experienced... <laughs> ice cream and soda mixed together in a cup. Right. Um, and so for them, it's like, can I just have the ice cream? It's like, well, just, could you just try? Yeah. Um, and just the look on their eyes as the, you know, as it all, the magic of a float in a cup is, is happening. But, uh, yeah. So, but it's a great tradition and brings everybody, everybody together for that one moment to celebrate something we all have in common. And that's our birthday. That's Concordia. Yeah. So that's, that's one uh, thing we're, we're working on here. Uh, and there's a lot of exciting things coming up this year. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we're focusing on as, as our department to serve our alumni this year mm-hmm. and connect with them. Um, do you want to say a little bit about um, alumni relations, us as a staff versus the Alumni Association, kind of what those two pieces are, how they interact with each other? Sure. Um, yep. So... Um, <laughs> We have um, the Alumni Association is what all of you are a part of. Um, So our Alumni Association is made up of more than 30,000 alumni. Um, We consider someone to be an alum 
uh, who has completed 24 credits or more here at Concordia. Um, and those uh, the membership to the Alumni Association is free. And as soon as you graduate from Concordia or have left Concordia with 24 or more credits, you are automatically a member of that Alumni Association. Um, the Alumni Relations Office, of which that's Billy and I, um, we are here to ensure that you continue to stay engaged with the university, that we create mutually beneficial opportunities for you to engage with and learn from and about the university once you've left this place. Um, and so really our role is to just continue to share uh, share Concordia with you. Um, and we do that in a number of different ways. Um, everyone thinks that we have this great job of planning events. Like that's what we do is we plan events. And that is definitely a huge part of it. And I love doing that. Um, but it's not the only thing that we do. Um, and as we guide how we create opportunities for the association at large, we put together strategic plans, strategic priorities for the year. Um, and I can just briefly share what those are with you. So you kind of have an idea of what we do every year. Um, so our first strategic initiative is sharing information. We want to ensure that all of our alumni continue to receive information about the current climate of Concordia. What's happening here? What are some changes either physically or um, as it relates to programs of study or student population or those kinds of things? Or a new president even. Or our new president who's starting on January 1st, uh, Reverend Dr. Brian Friedrich, who's currently serving out his term at Concordia in Nebraska. Um, yeah, we're really excited to have him. And he's an alum. So that's alum. excellent. His wife, uh, Lori, is an alum as well. So it'll be really they cool are. to welcome that back home. And Yeah, we're excited about that. And a funny tidbit is they've um, announced who their interim president will be at Concordia, Nebraska. And he too is a Concordia St. Paul alum. So we're creating leaders out there for our schools as well. So <laughs> Um, so sharing information is a huge part of what we do. Um, another part is engaging our current students. Um, we want to provide opportunities for our current students to engage with our alumni, um, not only to gain real-world experience, to have the opportunity for internships or um, mentoring or those kinds of things, but also we want them to begin to understand what that lifelong relationship with Concordia is all about. Um, thirdly, we do programming. Um, this podcast is an example of our programming. We also do lots of different kind of events, as we mentioned, Founders Day, Homecoming, um, and those. Uh, we have some family-centric events. We also have um, legacy programming. So our current students and alumni who are part of Concordia Legacies, who've had multiple generations in their families attend the university. Um, so programming is, is our third initiative. And our final one is just assessment. We want to utilize a variety of different ways in having our alumni give feedback to us about our programming, but also about what they need from us as their association. So those are kind of the strategic initiatives that we're looking at uh, this year um, as they feed into the strategic initiatives and priorities of the university itself. Yeah. And it's a lot of um, fun things, new ideas. Yeah. Um, I've told people as I've explained kind of what I do for my, for my work is that, you know, it seems like we're kind of at a transition point in alumni relations, um, maybe not just here, but more globally, mm -hmm. in that a lot of schools have, you know, online programs where, again, like students might never come, alumni might never have set foot on campus. So we really have an opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with people in new ways. And there's so many good tools out there that we can do that um, and help people feel like, okay, this education has value. They still care about me. I can still be a part of things, even though I live maybe halfway across the country or across the world. And so right. it's just really fun to 
to see these opportunities and to take advantage of them yeah. um, as they come about and um, serve our alumni as right. best as we can. So right. it's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I think one way that we're trying to do that is um, every year we have to evaluate. And sometimes it means we have to give up programming that might be near and dear to someone's heart, right? Um, we might have to make changes like changes in mascots, or we might have to make changes in other ways that aren't always pleasant for our alumni, um, or it may leave them with a sense of, oh, I really wish that you had done this or that you were still doing this. Um, and those changes aren't always easy, but it does provide us some great new opportunities. Um, and we really do want to engage all of our alumni, um, regardless of the way that they came to Concordia or studied at Concordia. Um, we really want everybody to feel a part of this community especially once they've left here, because it's hard to maintain community once you actually leave a place, whether it's an online community or a face-to-face -face community. Um, and the podcasts are a great way we're doing that. Some of you are familiar with the Tom Talks that we used to have with um, uh, with our former president, Tom Reese. Uh, we had quarterly virtual um, lunches with the president. Um, and we do hope to be able to, you know, to get Dr. Friedrich to be able to do something like that. But we'll probably use this format, um, this podcasting format to do, um, to engage President Friedrich so that you're all introduced to him and, and can get to know him a little bit better as well. Um, so we'll be continuing to try to do virtual engagements um, as well. Maybe um, hopefully really start live streaming some of the events and convocations that happen here on campus so that, again, you kind of feel more a part of that community. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things we're excited about event-wise and opportunity-wise this year. Um, so we have um, Founders Day today. Yes. And uh, next weekend is a special opportunity to celebrate uh, football at Concordia. Yes, we are celebrating the 50th year of football at Concordia. Um, so the 1969-70 football team was our inaugural season here at Concordia. Um, and at that time, we were the Comets and we were we participated with um, in NAIA athletics for many, many, many years. Um, and that team is, is going to be here to celebrate. Um, and we're excited to have them. Uh, about 40, a little more than a little over 40 of them will be coming back to campus for two days um, to take part in all different kinds of activities. So it's always, reunions are great. I love the stories. I learned something new every time I listen to groups of people talk. Yeah, super fun, super exciting. And then we have homecoming coming up in just about a month from now. Um, great celebration of Concordia. We have our uh, awards, celebrations for alumni award winners, our Athletic Hall of Fame inductees. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have uh, volleyball and football and soccer games. Uh, as part of that weekend, and then our carnival, yes, uh, Comets Carnival. We want to say a little bit about what happens there. Sure. If you've never, if you have not experienced homecoming at Concordia in the last eight or nine years, you have not experienced homecoming. Now I have to say we don't have a parade, which is the one thing people would love if we, they really want us to have a parade. And we used to have parades on campus, and they were fabulous. And our my my former. Um, uh, colleague, Marion Edelin, who was in my position as director of alumni relations, the parades, she was all about the parades and she left a great legacy of parades. Um, and I don't think I could, we could ever compete with that. So we're not ever, we're not going to do parades anymore. Um, but we do have Comets Carnival and we do have all the events that Billy mentioned. Um, we have over 2000 people attend homecoming every year. Um, and it is 
it is an incredibly uplifting experience, very family friendly. Um, we have about 10 rides, like carnival rides, and I'm not kidding you, like giant slides and the scrambler and all kinds of kid rides. We have about 12 different food vendors um, that come to campus um, for food. And then we have um, the Bear Garden, which is exclusive to alumni, which is where you can pick up a couple adult beverages. Um, and then obviously football game, volleyball game. Um, and it's all really economical. I mean, if you think this sounds like it's going to cost you a lot of money, um, tickets are $25 per adult. That includes football, volleyball, and all the rides, all the food, bear garden, everything. Um, once you pay that $25 wristband fee, um, you get everything for free. And kids are 10 bucks and all of that for free. So it's a great economical way. If you just got done with the Minnesota State Fair and you think about how much you spent at the Minnesota State Fair, oh my gosh, this is way better than that. <laughs> um, but this is a great time. We have we have alumni from so many different classes that this they make mini reunions out of homecoming. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, I could go on for hours about homecoming, and I, <laughs> I can if you want me to. But um, yeah, just visit our Alumni and Friends website, ave.csp.edu backslash homecoming 2019. Yeah, and... Um those wristbands will be for sale online until October 9th, I believe. Yes. Um, otherwise, if you decide the last minute you want to come, uh, you can still buy those for $25 yep. at, the door. at the door. So it's a great opportunity, a uh, great way to connect uh, and meet some new people as well mm -hmm. as reconnect with old friends, professors, and and the like. So what else yeah. are you excited about coming up here uh, in the future for this, this programmatic year? Yeah. Well, I am always very excited for our new alumni receptions. Um, we host two of them every year, um, right around commencement time. So our fall commencement in December, um, we host two of them. And then in the spring in May, we have two as well, but it's a great time to welcome now thousands of graduates, right? Um, cause we're graduating between 12 and 1500 students every year. So with record enrollments over 5,000 students, we're going to have more and more alumni joining our association every year. So those are always very invigorating cause it gets you ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so that's one huge one for me. Um, Podcasts, obviously, are another big one. I think one of the fun things that we've launched recently is our business directory, our online business directory. Again, on the website, um, if you own a business and would like to become a part of the business directory, um, Billy can share that information um, or you can see it on the website. Again, ave.csp.edu is our alumni and friends website. Um, but those are some of the things that I'm really excited about. Some new things, some renewed things. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the business directory. Uh, it's been only uh, around for a few weeks now, but yeah. we're closing in on quite a few. I think we've passed 10 yep. submissions to it already. Yeah, uh, It's something that you know we didn't know how many we would get, and it seems like people are excited about that, uh, eager to share what they're doing in mm -hmm. that way with, with their fellow alumni. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about what's happening uh, with alumni stories and features, yeah. being able to use this podcast mm -hmm. and some uh, digital ways to really... Uh, connect with uh, within campus and then share those stories externally because mm -hmm. uh, the more you find out what our alumni are doing the more exciting it is because there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool things with their degrees uh, some things within maybe their degree field uh, but some people have uh, gotten one degree and then found a different path but still hold 
uh, really tightly to what they learned mm-hmm. in their major right. and say, well, this actually applies in this career field. Um, right. So it's just really exciting uh, to be able to hear those stories, tell those stories. Um, mm-hmm. Even, you know, some of the online students that I've connected with uh, to get their stories. Right. I mean, they they rave about their experience at Concordia and how, you know, some people have been, you know, halfway across the world for work. Um, and so kind of getting on the online class schedule mm-hmm. has been hard because they're, you know, hours ahead of their their classmates. Uh, and so the, the one story, uh, the, the alum was... He was at his computer, I think, at 3 a.m. for 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 class time. Right. And he actually fell asleep with his hands on the keyboard oh and then woke gosh. up and he was like, oh, I, I totally missed some of that oh class. And so it's just really funny because, you know, it's, yeah. it's not an experience that maybe you would have if you were sitting in a classroom in, or in Meyer Hall. Maybe. Or maybe. You have in the front row of an accounting class. I'm just saying it might have happened. Potentially it might have happened <laughs> some point. Might have to get into that in a different episode. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I don't know about accounting. Yeah. But uh, it's just really cool to hear and tell those stories. So just finding new and more ways to do that. Uh, yeah. It's really exciting. Uh, we have some events coming up, uh, one in November and one in April. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't have a name for them yet, but <laughs> stay tuned for some of the, the marketing for those events coming out mm-hmm. um, where we're trying to connect with alumni um, at, at breweries and maybe uh, similar type uh, venues, uh, but to bring some professors mm-hmm. there too and really make some connections um, with alumni and their professors right? And, and just really create that, that atmosphere of, of maybe, uh, th- what we feel that spirit of Concordia mm-hmm. at a different location that people can come after work yeah. and, and just, uh, connect or reconnect with Concordia right. in, a, in a new way. And I think that's going to be a really awesome opportunity. I think people are going to be really excited, uh, to have that, that right. connecting points, um, yeah. And maybe connect with the professor that they've only interacted with online. Right. And now they can face to face in person and just, you know, yeah. share what they've been doing with their degree yeah. and how their their program impacted their life, their career and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think to get to know other people in, in, in your community. Um, and again, those will be more local here. So if you're joining us from a distance, um, it might not be the opportunity for you. But I, it's we have so many alumni that have never met one another. And just this great opportunity without saying, hey, this is a networking event, because it's really not, but it is. Um, but it's really just a time. There won't be any formal programming. It'll really just be a couple a couple hours for you to intermingle with alumni, um, make some new connections, and then faculty as well. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention, too, are these micro-engagements yes. that we're <laughs> going to be doing. Um, this is kind of a new trend, and we're hoping that it's going to take off. But these micro-engagements are going to be opportunities for our alumni to engage with the university on very, very short term. And I mean, 30 minutes or less, um, and they're done. Right. So these would, uh, would be opportunities, um, to, uh, I mean, a couple of things we have, like to write postcards to current students during finals week um, or when our touring groups are going out on tour. Um, they might be submitting a video for Founders Day next year or for CSP Day. Um, it could be um, submitting your outcome story, filling out a form online or being a part of the business directory. So they're just opportunities for you to engage with the university, very short term, very short time, but with a, a producible outcome, mm-hmm. right? There's something to show for the time you've put in. Um, so you'll see a lot more about these coming out. Um, and I mentioned, I think they were in the e-newsletter 
last in, month in August. In yeah. August, yeah, our August um, our Augustine newsletter talked a little bit about the micro and be- uh, micro engagement. So, um, yeah, if you have an idea, though, I wanted to go back to the Bears. The alumni events that we're going to be having at these breweries, <laughs> um, we're looking for a great title for these. So if you have an idea for a title, <laughs> send them on over to alumni at csp.edu because we have to be sensitive about how we're marketing things, but we could use some great ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, and the great thing about micro engagements is you can do it from anywhere. Yes. And and we really want to, again, provide opportunities regardless of where you live Um for you to be able to contribute something and, and have it be maybe even a benefit to you as well. So again, that exactly. mutually beneficial uh, connection that, that you have with Concordia is, uh, is really cool. Um, another cool way to connect virtually is our book club. Yes. Um, we have an outside vendor that, that manages, selects the books and, and moderates the discussions, but it's an opportunity to read a book and discuss it virtually with other CSP alums. And, you know, they cover current events. Uh, sometimes they're just good novels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really cool way uh, to engage with, with fellow CSP alums and make those connections along the way as well. Yeah. And I think we've been really surprised and very pleased with um, the results of these book clubs. I mean, we have over 100 people participating on every book. Mm-hmm. And I think now we're on book seven or eight mm-hmm. I think that we've done um I have to say that I'm not on every book um and the book I just finished was a book club book but it was from like three books ago um but educated a memoir I just finished mm. very interesting book very interesting I would encourage you all to read it even if you didn't do it for the book club <laughs> yeah so that's um just a snippet of, of what's happening in the alumni relations world here at CSP um we have our e-newsletter that comes out every month in the middle of the month. Uh, you can see um, some of the news and events and what's happening and uh, just hear a little bit and, and, and get invited to those opportunities maybe to participate in micro-engagements. Um, you'll see these podcasts come out every two weeks um, and we'll, we'll push those out via social media. We might do some special email campaigns uh, to promote uh, different episodes, but there's just so many cool ways to connect here. And, and we just want to uh, continue to hear from you then if there's new ways you'd like to connect with us, uh, something you've seen, uh, maybe someone else has uh, experienced with their alma mater, um, you know, send them our way. We can't say yes to everything all the time, but we can at least hear you and maybe see if it fits in next year mm-hmm. or, or in the future. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just really excited to be launching this podcast. Um, and, and uh, next week, we're really excited, or next not next week, two weeks from now, we're excited to have uh, our interim CEO, Dr. Eric Lamott, on uh, to share a little bit about what's happening uh, at Concordia. Uh, he's been a part of CSP for, I think, more than 25 years now. Uh, so he's, he's seen a lot of changes at the university and now uh, being able to be our interim leader um, as we wait for President Friedrich to uh, take office. And uh, so he'll share what's happening here at CSP and uh, kind of where we fit in the higher ed marketplace right now. Um, I'll give you a preview. Things are really awesome here. There's a lot to be excited about CSP. And uh, so we hope you join us for, for that and for our upcoming episodes. So thanks for listening and have a great day.